The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, they did that to us. Wow. Welcome to Webcology for Thursday. Uh, February the 21st. They kind of snuck up on us there. It seems that we're live on air. This is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davies from DeanSock-Inc. And we're continuing our series on the 10 major steps of search engine optimization. Today we're going to be talking about content optimization. But hey, Dave, as, um, as I understand it, it's a special day for you today. <laughs> for yes, everyone out there in Radio Land, it's Dave Davies' 35th birthday today. So, um, on behalf of everyone here at MetaMen.com and um, from uh, everyone at Webmaster Radio, and I'm sure from all of our listeners, Dave, brother, happy birthday! You're doing happy Roman birthday! duty working today. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Joe. I don't know how you how you found out and who the dirty rat was, but uh, but yeah, or or that darn Facebook thing. <laughs> oh, I, I, th- I think you know her pretty well. Your, your wife gave me a call about five minutes before we went on air. Oh, oh. yeah, you never know about her any insight. She, uh, she, <laughs> she, 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 she does this sort of stuff behind your back, Dave. <laughs> well, as long as that's all she's doing behind my back. Uh, beautiful. Well, well, th- thanks a lot, Jim. Thanks a lot, and I can no longer claim to be in my early thirties. <laughs> so no, no, you're you're getting up there, brother. You're getting yeah, up there. You're almost you're almost as old as Deck. I I see. I had plausible deniability before, but now, no, it's gone. Yeah, no, never <laughs> trust anybody over thirty-five. <laughs> anyway, it's been an interesting week. Um, not a huge amount of news happening in the news section of the SEO world, mostly because Yahoo and uh, Yahoo and Microsoft have dominated. But um, last week, you had an is- an issue with Business. dot com. Um, I was wondering if you had any updates on that. We sure do. And, uh, yeah, what uh, what had happened, just for our listeners who weren't on last week, 
um, was a client had subscribed to the, the paid listings in business.com. They'd been feeding straight through to Yahoo. Um, Yahoo had picked up the business, essentially the business.com listing um, as our client site. So the, the client who's cashing it uh, at 16K on, on every engine, and their, their page actually is 16K, um, was cashing in at 84. Rankings just totally tanked. Um, as of this morning, we, uh, of course, immediately upon discovering this, canceled everything with business, called them up. They were very, very helpful, dropped the feeds to Yahoo. Um, and as of this morning, uh, the rankings haven't bounced back, but the listing is proper now. Um, so, you know, we're just going to be waiting for uh, for Yahoo now to kind of sort out that, yes, the, the, the real page actually is their real page. Uh, and hopefully by next week, you know, and I'm sure the, the client hopes even more, um, we'll be able to report back more on on the reparation process, but it's definitely an interesting thing to sort of monitor going through. Uh, so, you know, unfortunate uh, unfortunate for the client, but uh, but you know they're they're doing still well on Google, so they're not really crying any rivers. Um, and yeah, and an interesting thing for us to to have a chance to monitor, and it's the first time I've encountered this one. So yeah, definitely definitely something interesting, and I'll I'll keep our our listeners posted. Well, yeah, and I think I think myself and a number of others will be others will be interested in seeing the write up on that when you eventually have this settled and you you, you get this down on paper. Ooh, um, well, will. sticking to the same sort of subject, how's the uh, how's the Microsoft competition going? <laughs> Just a little dig there, eh? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're not winning. <laughs> I woke up this morning. Um, it's a it's a an interesting one to monitor. Um, we're we're admittedly uh, I'm not winning. Uh, but at the same uh, at the same time, it's been really a, a unique experience to monitor um, with so many sites brand new um, launching in. The results, uh, the first page results, are changing on a daily basis, and I don't mean changing like things are shuffling a position or two, um, but where you know one we have two sites entered, and, and there's one we're monitoring specifically because one we're using gray hat, one we're using just white hat, and I'll, I'll reveal which is which you know at the end. Um, the the white hat one keeps bouncing. It'll be on you know sitting in in position four or five, and then all of a sudden it's down on you know page eight, and then the next day it's up at page two, and then it's back on page one again. It's really interesting to watch how uh, how Google's treating uh, so many brand new sites targeting a phrase that really was was previously un untargeted. Um, so if nothing else, it's a, a really interesting learning experience. But we have a, a couple more couple more tricks. Um, Sort of waiting in the in the in the back burners here, um, and of course they'll they'll be targeted more towards the gray hat site. So uh, so it'll be interesting to see. But uh, they have made a no black black hat tactics rule, which is great. So uh, we're kind of getting to push the envelopes on one of our entry in there. But uh, just uh, to see what tactics. I'm fingers crossed. My my prediction would have been our white hat one will beat out our gray hat one, but uh, that that may not uh, may not be the case in such a short term one month uh, one month competition. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that one turns out. It'll be interesting to see the tactics used by the the who, whoever wins in the end, uh, whether that's that's your your entry or somebody else's entry. Um, Comscore results came out. What did you see there? They did, and it was really a whole bunch of nothing. Um, it, uh, over other than the fact that the number of searches uh, was very very significantly higher. Um, in January over December, we're dealing with uh, almost double-digit increases, 8.9% increase in search volume uh, between December and January. So as far as I'm concerned, that's, that's pretty huge, especially given that uh, we had the uh, you know, sort of Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday rush um, through in December. But um, 
what, what, as far as the individual search engines go, Google went up by 0.1. Microsoft, you know, held steady at 9.8. So good for them, uh, which really means they got more searches. Their search vol- because of the search volume increase, um, they had an increase of 8.9% uh, in their search volume as far as market share goes. They held steady. Um, AOL and uh, Ask both had little increases. Love to see that from Ask. Good work, boys. Um, and the only one that took any any hit of any consequence is uh, Yahoo, which took a, a 0.7 drop uh, in search market share. So not uh, not good for them. Um, but fortunately for them, with the increase, um, their total number or their total search volume actually increased by 5.5%. Um, but their their percentage of the market share dropped. Wow, that's that's that's, and this is a sad time to see stuff, stuff like that for Yahoo too. Um, especially given the the, I mean, Microsoft is like the Borg. They're just not giving up on this, are they? They're coming at them again and again and again. Now, predictably, we're going to proxy fight. That's the uh, latest status in the in the Microsoft will absorb Yahoo saga. Um, Bill Gates earlier this week said, hold it, $31 per share is a great offer. It's better than you're going to get from anybody else. And if you don't like it, you can talk to your new board of directors about it when we get our, uh, get our slate appointed at the next annual general meeting, which I think comes up in June. So things are going to get uglier and uglier on the Yahoo and Microsoft front. <coughs> Coming today, actually, today I saw a story that I thought was just hilarious. Um, Yahoo is trying to defend its employees now by offering these massive, massive severance packages in case of takeover. You know, anywhere from four to 24 months worth of salary. So if, um, if, if Microsoft does get a hold of Yahoo, they're going to find it's a little more expensive um, to deal with just, just with employee retention and employee management than they, than they expected it to be. Well, Microsoft it must be fine for Yahoo. To, pardon me? Oh, I said Microsoft's indeed. <laughs> well, it might, must be must be nice for them to to get an opportunity to spend other people's money. You know, everybody's got to like that. Um, you know, I, I think in the end, would Microsoft even want to to clean the slate over at uh, over at Yahoo? Um, you know, obviously there'd be some people, probably more from the upper upper levels, that would uh, that would have to go in a Microsoft takeover of it. Um, so you know, there would be some buyouts, but I, I don't know that they're going to want to do a you know mass. Uh, mass series of layoffs or firing, certainly not any bigger than we've already seen out of Yahoo in, in recent days. Um, so I don't, I don't know that this is a, a big play that's going to really affect Microsoft's interests um, in Yahoo. And, and um, you know, I mean, it, it's totally spot on. This is, this is something that's up to the shareholders. It's not up to, you know, one or two people over at Yahoo. Um, this is a shareholder decision. Microsoft has every right, and it is a fair offer. Um, and really, I mean, I'm entirely biased because I just want this to go through because I think it'll make the search landscape uh, a lot more interesting and, and, you know, actually put a real competitor back in the game, um, somebody who has at least half of Google's <laughs> search volume um, when you combine the two. So uh, I'm, I'm really hoping for it, just if for nothing else than, than interesting news. But, um, you know, well, I think I'm inclined to agree with you, and apparently so are many of the people who are attending SES London that's happening um, over in the U.K. right now. Um, just trying to find the blog that I saw this in. I think it might have been Lee Auden's, but at the same time, it may well have been uh, it may well have been um, Andy Beale. And I apologize to both Lee and Andy for for this. But um, one of them wrote that the majority of people at Search Engine London in the, the unscientific straw polls that folks like us always pull, um, they're also for the deal. And it seems to me that the search marketing world, for the for the reasons that 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 you just outlined, we want to see competition in the marketplace. 
we want to see this move forward, and we want this distraction out of our lives. Seriously, yeah. this, the, nothing is moving forward in search right now until until Yahoo and uh, Microsoft work out their issue. Um, there's going to be purchases and acquisitions, and there's going to be a slightly changing landscape. But honest, but seriously, it just feels like the industry is sitting, waiting on its, holding its breath, waiting to see what happens next. Well, that's it. And I mean, if it doesn't happen now, okay, we got to go through. You know, you're, you're Canadian. It's like it's like a, a separation referendum here. It's like okay, it doesn't go through once. Okay. Now we just got to wait again until it, till another vote comes up. <laughs> and, and oh, so, so what you're saying this is going to be this is going to be just like the great Quebecois referendum, uh, never never end them. Where uh, uh, for our American audience, um, at least once a decade, the province of Quebec uh, has a vote on separating from Canada, and it tends not to, as it's still part of Canada. But the rest of Canada waits with bated breath, knowing it's coming up again and again and again. And Dave, you think the same is going to happen with Yahoo? I think it'll. I mean, we've we've already seen one one push for it. Um, you know, a little over a year ago now. Now we're seeing another push for it. Uh, if it doesn't go doesn't go through, how long until until the next push? It's obvious that Microsoft wants this property, uh, rightfully so. They have the money to buy it. Um, they've made a fair offer. If that for some reason doesn't pass, you know, I'm I'm sure it's only a matter of another, you know, probably another year, and we're going to see another push for it until eventually. Um, you know, Yahoo will have, have laid off more people. Um, you know, their their market share will continue to to decline, and finally they'll give it, and Microsoft will be paying out at you know twenty bucks a share instead. Um, so if they're smart, I think they'd go for it. And I, I don't I don't want to go through this over and over again. Like you said, just get this distraction over, get it done, get some real competition in the search marketplace. Um, I think Microsoft and Yahoo would make a really interesting combination if they do it right, and if Microsoft doesn't just try and take over full control, but um, leave some of the divisions up to the the fine folks at Yahoo, and uh, let uh, just sort of integrate them a little further. Uh, provide a really. Well, you know, I, I, I'm going to be direct with it. If they don't do it, they're both dead. Yeah, the there decade, you go. <laughs> there, there, there's just no way. You know, a valid point. Okay, valid point. I just got message from uh, from Studio that uh, we have our two guests um, on online and waiting to go. Um, we're going to have to take a break first, um, but. Folks, this is uh, Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Dash Inc. This is Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around. We got a segment on content optimization with Jade Carter and Alice Linsky, uh, both SEOs at MetaMen.com. We'll be back in about two minutes here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. .com. More than a name. Uh, hello. Uh, welcome to our website. Website traffic isn't about paying for clicks. Okay, so I guess we're going to wait until everyone shows up and then we'll... Uh, um... It's about having the right content. So while you're searching for more traffic, the folks at InfoSearch Media are creating the content people are searching for. With InfoSearch Media, you can get more traffic for less money than PPC. So the next time you need to speak to your customers... Welcome to our website. 
They're already searching for you. Info Search Media. Get content that really clicks. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Search Cast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Strike points. Talk about the new Wikipedia search engine. I had a play with it earlier on today, and it's like, this is not so many cool things, but what they decided to do was just take Nutch, and then by using Nutch, you get all the little buggy bits and the backdoor bits that were in Nutch originally. I'm looking, I just can't see which way this is going to go. I mean, I know that the results are going to be sucky because of the fact that it is a good product. It's just, it's very, very basic. Live broadcast Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Deeds. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, February the 21st. Um, this is Jim Hedger from metamen.com and Dave Davies from beanstalk-inc.com. And we're joined by two of the uh, two search engine specialists from metamen.com, Jade Carter and Alex Linsky. Jade and Alex, welcome to Webcology. Good morning. Hi, guys. Good to be here. Good. We got both of you. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Rock now. I'm going to have to take a step back from uh, my usual prominent place um, as an interviewer because, as, uh, as listeners know, uh, Dave and I have been doing a 10-part series on search engine optimization, and uh, we've been, we've been uh, accompanying the, 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 the series with uh, companion articles in webpronews.com. And I wrote today's article, so I really can't interview myself, so I'm going to hand this over to Dave, and I think... Um, Dave, oddly enough, you're interviewing MetaMen today. <laughs> well, it's always a pleasure, and, uh, you know, we've got some, got some fine folks here joining us and certainly knowledgeable in this area. So um, let's launch in here. Um, obviously, I have a, a number of questions. Um, for people who don't know, normally we, are, uh, we post the articles uh, or the accompanying articles to this show uh, up on the WebPro News homepage. Now, as it turns out, Chris over there didn't get it. It will be up shortly. Um, but in the meantime, it is over on the MetaMend uh, blog. So, Jim, if you want to give the, the address that our visitors can go to to read the, uh, read the article today. Oh, yeah, I've already posted that up into the chat channel. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so, yeah, for all of our listeners, very, it's an important tie-in and, uh, and an absolutely great article. Fortunately, I, uh, I get the opportunity to, to sort of read them all kind of ahead of time. Uh, it's a long one, but how can you summarize content in anything less than 2,500 words? Is that, uh, is that about accurate there, Jim? Well, actually, I did it in 20, 2472. <laughs> that's, that's correct. Um, okay, so let's, let's just launch right in here. Um, 
Jim, let, let's start with you since since you wrote the article here, and then we'll we'll tie in with uh, with Jade and Alex and, and sort of their impressions and, and sort of some of the areas that they may uh, think are more or less important than you are. Um, if you can give us sort of a, a quick summary, what are the main areas that you're counting as content, and and how do you prioritize them when you're optimizing a website? Well, content can be, uh, I guess, most loosely defined as all things on page. Um, anything that the search engine optimizer sees on the monitor in front of them, going from the title, meta description, the actual text that you see appearing on the page, and visible links, um, the internal links and uh, links leading to other sites off the page. Now, I'm not talking about incoming links. No, I'm not talking about incoming links. It's links going off the page. And that's, that's the area that I would define as content. Now, in, uh, in the article itself, what, uh, what would you say in regards to um, sort of the different priorities here? And, and sorry, it glitched out for about 15 seconds there, so I, I'm assuming that I didn't miss the 15 seconds where you, uh, where you discussed this here. Um, the, the first thing you start out with, I mean, you start out with a, with a classic uh, sort of comment that the content is king. And, of course, this is exactly what the search engines are looking for. I'm sure all of us um, agree to that. Um, let's actually, rather than directing this at you, Jim, let's head uh, let's head towards Alex here to start out with, um, and just see if there's uh, there's some total agreement among among everybody that uh, I have the, the privilege of interviewing today. Um, the first area you really get into regarding content is the titling. Um, now, what sort of practices? What are the best practices that people can use when titling? Is shorter better? Is just sort of free thought, and this is towards Alex to, to start with here. Um, what's your titling formula? Yeah, generally with uh, page titles, I would uh, obviously uniqueness uh, for each and every page on on the site. Uh, it has to every page has to have a, a unique uh, title there, and also it's got to be um, specific and relevant to the actual page, uh, the content on the page. Uh, and then you can uh, basically start getting into um, obviously the keywords uh, that are relevant for the uh, for the content within the page. Uh, so for me, generally, it's uh, relevance and uniqueness in a uh, page title. Now, what like the, and this is this is commonly used or a common question, at least it's debated often. What, now I'm going to direct this to Alex again. What is a optimal page title to you? How many words is a is a good title? Um, you know, how many keywords do you want to put into this title? Um, generally, I um, look at, uh, for example, um, look at uh, search snippets that are returned uh, on Google and gauge how many words are actually shown uh, within um, a snippet. Uh, the, the, the Google uh, returns. Uh, you're probably looking at six to eight words, possibly. I would say uh, it'd be a um, sort of a, an optimal. Uh, anything more than generally six words gets cut off uh, within a, a snippet. Um, so that's uh, that tends to be the, the sort of limit to, as far as uh, length of the page tile that, that I uh, usually try and go for. Now, Jade, I, I'm going to move this question to you here. What is the, when you are titling a page, getting your keywords, let's assume that you're going to go with, for argument's sake, a six-word title. Um, how important, in your opinion, is having these keywords, whatever the, the primary keywords are for the page, 
having them early on in the title as opposed to near the end of a title in a title that's only six words. Uh, yeah, good point, Dave. Uh, um, you're dead right there. Um, if you if you want to rank in a competitive area, it's got to show up first off, right off the bat. Um, all you really have to do is to kind of dial up a competitive key phrase, have a look at the listings, and just look what everyone else is doing. Um, it's there in, in plain daylight. Um, first bang off in the page title, you want your most prominent, most competitive uh, keywords there. Um, personally, I try not to repeat um, any two-word phrase at all again in the, in the page title. Um, sometimes, just based on the marketing terminology that's used, the keyword list, you know, you could have 30 or 40 that you're optimizing for. Um, you'll have some single-word repetition through there. But, you know, capping that at about 60, 70 characters, um, main keywords first, that's a pretty, uh, pretty basic formula. Now, we, I'm going to direct this. Jim, you may, or we're, we're still not 100% sure, but I know you're at least going to be a, a major part of Further in our series, we're going to be coming, covering a little bit on um, conversion optimization as it relates to SEO. So I'm going to direct this question to you, but it is related to titles. Um, we've sort of heard that the keywords important to get them sort of front and center uh, from an SEO standpoint. Now, if it's going to read a little less than optimal, how do you weigh off that difference between um, you know, maybe moving the, the primary keyword phrase down a little bit for branding purposes or for... Um, the conversion of that title? Well, um, there's two things that I think SEOs have to be looking at when they're creating content. One is they're creating content to get a good first page search engine ranking for the site they're working on. But more importantly, they're creating content to convince a search engine user to select that link, to select that page. This is, this is the page that I want to go to. So, Getting the keywords in the title is extremely important, and uh, as Jade said, um, getting them as close to the beginning of the title is really important. But um, if you have to jiggle words around a little bit, if you have to rewrite a, uh, a sentence for better marketing copy or rewrite the title for better marketing copy, I would err towards the side of marketing copy over making sure that the keyword phrase is the very first and second of the of the words in the title because I want to convince the surfer. I have a number of other tools to get the placement besides the title, and I want to convince the surfer that this is the link for them to click. Now, on that tangent, you, you cover in the article as well, so I'm going to direct this one to Jim, and then I have another question for, for a more global question. Um, but you cover then descriptions, which... You know, some may include that in content, some may not, because it's visible in the SERPs, but not in the, on the, in the actual page itself. Um, on the area of conversions there, um, would you say the description tag is more important from a conversion standpoint than from an SEO, any SEO value that it may, that it may have? Or I guess not conversions, but click-through rate. Absolutely. Absolutely, I think it's more important. I don't, um, I don't think that there is a tremendous value in the meta description from an SEO standpoint. You're going to be getting your keywords in your body text. You're getting your keywords in, in through your, uh, your titles. And you're getting your keywords in through anchor text. So throwing them in the metas where nobody but the bots see them anyway isn't a huge uh, SEO bump. But the meta description is often used, especially by Google, as the, as the preci, the, the short paragraph that you'll find appearing underneath the, underneath the link or the reference link on the search engine results page. 
So if you have a well-written meta description, that might off, that will often appear underneath the link, and that may be the, 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 the text that helps the search engine user decide to click that link. So it's more, it's, it's more important for marketing than it is for actual search engine optimization. But as a content writer, I find it's not, I feel an obligation to include a snappy meta description in all the content I deliver to my clients. Well, you know, and I mean, based on what the search engines do, it just as a, as a natural extension, you need your keywords in that meta description so it shows up as, as the description on the search results anyway. Um, so fortunately, that sort of covers itself. Now, I want to make sure, because this is a, a huge, huge area, and I want to make sure we don't run out of time. So I'm going to direct another question over to Alex here. Um, but let's move straight to what is not even discussed as, as whether it's, it's part of content or not, and that is the actual content of the page itself. Um, now, which elements, um, Alex, would you say are the most important, be them H1s, um, bolding, italic, link, or, or anchor text? Um, how would you prioritize these as, uh, as the weight they're given to this by the search engines? Uh, I would probably um, start with the, uh, the main H1 uh, heading as being uh, important, uh, probably the most important, together with uh, also uh, linking text as well. I would think they um, are the most important considerations. Um, obviously, trying to get related uh, keywords within those elements um, is, the, uh, is the aim there. Um, every, every page usually should have uh, a main H1 heading, and then obviously you can split uh, the, the paragraphs of content. You can insert subheading H2 headings within, in between those. Uh, but no, definitely the uh, main H1 headings and uh, linking text would uh, usually be my... Uh, you know, priority things that I would look at uh, on a page. Now, Jade, we, we discussed the, the heading tags there when you're, and, and the use of H1, H2, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when would it be, you know, obviously we've, we've seen spammers, H1, the crap out of everything, doesn't work anymore. What is a good practice <clears throat> when you need to use multiple headings? How do you do this properly so you're not triggering anything and you're really using them the way that the, the search engines and, and the visitors um, are expecting them to be used. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I've seen uh, a lot of that as well. Um, the old, the old masthead H1 with the the text indent was a was a fun one to see. Uh, or, um, <laughs> um, you know, and it wasn't so the fact that it was being used incorrectly. It was just like you know, you're not utilizing it right. The headings a heading. I mean, basically, when I look at. Uh, and we're just looking at on-page content. We're not looking at uh, the source code at all. Um, for any content page, I like to liken it, kind of throw back to, say, uh, newsprint. You know, mm -hmm. if someone comes to your site based on just, you know, the bots are, are crunching through the, the, the content and they see based on prominence certain phrases, they're ranking you for something, they arrive at a page and it's just paragraphs and paragraphs of text. It's dead boring. It's going to get stale. It just gets boring. So by the use of, you go ahead and use your H1, okay? It's probably been nerfed. You're right. Um, but segment your, um, segment your content. You know, allow them to headline scan so they can zero in on some of the meaningful content. And in that way, you can utilize your 
secondary headings per each kind of body of content and allow them to nail off what really means a lot to them. And within that, those blo- blocks of content, you're also textually linking, you know, one or two uh, really important words that relate to some other high-value page within the site. So I'm not off headings at all, um, but, you know, we don't place... Um, I think it needs to be used appropriately, and that's kind of the, some of the strategies that I use, just to break up the page a bit, make it more fun. Yeah, and no, just to I, add I, to that, if, uh, if you don't mind me just jumping in there, Jade, we, we know that the spiders are going to be finding the keyword phrases we're putting in the body text. Um, mm-hmm. uh, using H1s and H2s, I mean, there's, there's ways that you just can totally overdo it and really, really make do damage to a client's page. So I, I, I'm absolutely with Jade on this. Treat it like a newspaper. You're, you're, you're using it for headline and emphasis, um, but don't overdo it. Yeah. Those secondary pages, you can kind of go a little more into uh, uh, spilling out the content because you know by the fact that the user has clicked on that particular uh, secondary heading that's topically relevant to what they want to see, they're probably going to spend a little more time reading through the content. So it's more UI, usability, uh, as well as the SEO uh, aspects there. Now, I'm going to jump in here with just, and I'm going to direct this to Jim because you seem to be, uh, you're, you're the person I seem to be asking the questions of, of the bridge between marketing and, and the actual content optimization here. Um, and I, I'm getting noticed here from the booth that we are, we're going over time. So after this, I think we'll, we'll head to commercial. I'm going to beg the booth for just a little bit more time. Um, but Jim, just to, to cover this one really quickly here. Um, when you can't, obviously you're going to hit pages that you can't hit um, your, you know, the keyword densities that you're trying to get. You can't get the content exactly as you want. How important is specific keyword densities, uh, you know, specific H1 tags uh, in, in the big picture when we know that links carry so much weight? Um, I'm sorry, you know what? I was just getting messages from the, from the booth. The, uh, could you rephrase the question really quickly? No, no problem. Um, when you, in those situations where you can't hit the keyword densities, for whatever reason, you, you can't get your keyword densities right, you, you can't use all the headings in the way you would, you can't, you know, where you can't do the on-site optimization exactly the way you might like. Um, how much weight is that given if you, if, when you can't do that in those scenarios? When we know that links carry so much weight, what is the strategy? Do you just dump on more links? Do you, you know, talk to your client and go with full redesigns? What would be the steps that you would normally take with a with a client in those situations? Man, that's that's a very difficult question to answer because every client is so <laughs> unique and so different. Um, off the top of my head, I can give you options, but I can't say we would do this or that again because like um, every every account that we deal with is so is so very unique. Um, one way of dealing with that is creating more content. Just start putting pages on the back end of their, of their website, relevant topical pages, and find a way to make that link into the, the content that you really want ranking. Um, another way is to add content to the existing pages. Just make them twice as long. Um, yeah, you got to go to your, t- if you can't do either of those, you have to go to your toolbox and look at links, look at titles, look at meta descriptions. Um, there's always a way to rephrase a page. If you're if you're not a creative writer or you don't have a creative writer on staff, find one. Um, there's always ways to do it. Uh, the question is, what tool is necessary for the job? The client uh, the client also has to trust you as the SEO agency as well uh, to come to you and say, "Look, man, we we need content blocks here. You know, let's strategize a best of practices approach that works for marketing as well." So we can uh, inject a small bit of content here, 
um, you know, and, and start linking around. We'll provide a few examples and, and work together on that. And it's a real compromise. They have to bend uh, often, but, you know, sometimes not. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I do know what you mean. Um, I'm going to draw. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just bouncing from question to question because I keep getting notice from the booth, and it looks like they're they're being kind, extending us a few more minutes here. So we're going to skip the the break that I was talking about earlier. I'm going to direct a question to Alex. I may extend it to the rest of you though quickly. Um, what's the importance of having multiple pages on your site, all covering the same topic? And with this question, I'm thinking you can see search results where we have sites with 20 pages in the top 10. We have sites with 100 pages in the top 10. Um, you, how important is it to have a, a, a large-scale site with a, a lot of information on one topic? Uh, and in that, I'm referring to when you're just targeting, you know, there's one key term, you're trying to get it on your home page, but you're trying to wrap it all in and build a relevancy with, uh, with, with a lot of pages on the same thing. Uh, I think it all uh, boils down to how competitive uh, the actual target market uh, is. Um, obviously, there's um, a lot of, you know, markets out there that which have extremely high uh, competition, uh, which will, you know, tend to require a, a lot of pages on one particular uh, topic or uh, one particular, you know, around one particular uh, keyword phrase. Um, and then conversely, there is uh, keywords out there which, you know, one or two pages uh, built around uh, with content uh, built around it will, uh, will position well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, checking out the, what competition um, there is and then making a, a judgment of uh, how much actual uh, content uh, number of pages you actually need to effectively uh, compete uh, for that particular uh, phrase. Now, Jade, I'm, I'm going to adjust this question just a little bit when I, when I sort of send it off to you. Um, if, if we're looking at sort of a, a future scenario, might be kind of going on at this point, certainly going to get stronger of Google and the search engines sort of monitoring a visitor, seeing them go off to a site. Um, how important will it be to have, well, I mean, obviously it's always important to have good compelling content that's going to keep your visitor, um, but how important in the search engine algorithm do you think it's going to be to have uh, a site with a variety of different pages keeping the interest and basically keeping a visitor on your site for, for extended periods of time in the overall ranking algorithm? Um, I think it's a big deal, and um, I'll just jump directly to what I'm meaning. Uh, it took me a while to get on board because of all the uh, the intense link spam that erupted with the blogosphere in the beginning, but uh, now that everything's been kind of clamped down a lot, uh, it's the blog man. It's it's basically if you if you have a single topic that you're going after, you just have to have um, enough um, quality copywriting uh, on board where you can provide. Uh, daily, weekly, uh, you know, uh, new content that's fresh and absorbing. That gets people coming back, man, and that allows you to build multiple new pages based on a single topic, but it varies from day to day, and it's all good, and people love it. I think they, they see the traffic that comes repeatedly, uh, and it, as it incrementally grows, um, you're just going to rank better. And Jim, if I can distract that to you a little bit, obviously you know uh, we've been at, at uh, the SES conferences together. You know my love of personalization and how this kind of wraps into it. What's your take on this? Obviously, I have a strong opinion, so I'll keep mine to myself. Um, well, I'm, I'm, you know what? I know we're running out of time right now, and I'm really glad we were able to get that question in because there's a couple things I'd like to say on that. Um, when when I think of and 
there's a lot of wild cards that are being thrown at content creators now. One of them is personalization. The other is regionalization of search results. Now, when you're working for a client as a, as a content writer or as an SEO, you have to take, keep in mind that different locations will produce different results in the search engine result pages for the same keyword phrase. For instance, a uh, search for blue suede shoes in Memphis, Tennessee is almost certainly going to produce different results than the same search conducted in, uh, in Oak Bay, British Columbia. Uh, blue suede shoes are slightly more significant to folks in Memphis, Tennessee for obvious reasons. And you know what? The search results should be different. There is no Elvis Presley, or I'm sorry, there is no Carl Perkins Museum in, uh, in Oak Bay, British Columbia. While there is one in Memphis, Tennessee, Blue Suede Shoes should bring up a reference to um, the great hit song. So there's a regionalization of search results there. Um, as Google gets better and better and better at pinpointing who is doing the search, who is conducting a search, it's also getting better and better at tailoring the results based on their interest. Um, so what do you do as a content creator? What tools do you have to work with if um, knowing full well that a, a search in Singapore is going to be different than the same search done in Sydney, even though they're both in the, in the, in the um, South Pacific? Here at MetaMend, we use a tool called Inquisit. Um, and actually, it's interestingly, Inquisit was developed by MetaMend SEOs, um, and it's now become a standalone company, a standalone analytics tool, and it's just getting into, um, really, really getting into its own now. SEOs are, and SEMs are learning about Inquisit. And what Inquisit does, is it gives us an indication of where, of what search phrases are, are performing well in different regions. Um, and like most search rank checkers, will give you a, uh, an indication of, of search rankings conducted, off, uh, conducted in the region, the computer that the ranking software was running on. Uh, localized search. Inquisit instead goes through uh, log files. So it shows search queries and searchers from everywhere in the world and how, that, how the site or the page that they came to is ranked on a search engine um, in one location versus how it's ranked on a search engine in another location. This gives us a really good indication of what we should be targeting um, and which regional markets we should be targeting. So when I create content and I think about personalization, I want to know where those people are, and I want to create content for the highest performing markets. And again, for that, we use Inquisit. And you know what? It's going to sound like a plug because, of course, you're, you're working for, for that company I'll, I'll, as an outside <laughs> person uh, and actually a competitor of, of your guys' uh, in the city here. Um, I will say uh, it, it is a really good product. Our, our listeners should check it out. Um, it, it does give some some really 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 cool statistics. I've used it on a on a couple sites now. Um, and yeah, it, it is great for that. Um, but you know what? We're we're going to be hung, and our show will be canceled. <laughs> uh, we don't close <laughs> up. And, uh, they wouldn't do that to us, would they? <laughs> um, well, you know what? If we if we start dipping into the next show, uh, I don't think they'll be they'll be happy, or they'll just start hitting that button off and then not let us uh, go over by the few minutes they've they've allotted us today. So, um, okay, yes, should I take us out? You you might as well. Okay, well I'm 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 jumping back into my show host seat away from the interviewee seat, and uh, 
Before going out, I want to thank Jade Carter and Alex Linsky from MetaMen.com for joining us to talk about content optimization. And I want to thank the producers down in the studio in Florida at WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from BeanstalkDashInc.com, this is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com. You've been listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned to WebmasterRadio.fm because in just about 20 minutes, Linda Woods is coming up with Affiliate Classroom. It's going to be an interesting show. We've got some great content here on the network. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next week.